You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, folks, at 106, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. 106 on this Tuesday, January 17th. And this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Lounge Pub and Eatery. I know Lodge, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I know they had a nice crowd last night watching. What an Well, actually, it was kind of, the game was kind of a dud. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a great game. Uh, but the Cowboys and Tom Brady, there was some tremendous football over the course of the weekend. But last night was not one of them. All right, let's go to the latest now. Uh, later this afternoon, let's go timeline. What it's happening today? Today at one forty-five, White House press briefing should be good. Things continue to get worse regarding the document scandal. Closer to home tonight, Governor McKee will give his deliver his state of the state, and Ed Fitzpatrick of the Boston Globe. I just saw he is reporting that. Senate Minority Leader, Minority Leader, Troy Boat, Senate Minority Leader, Jessica De La Cruz from Burville, Gloucester, North Smithfield, will deliver the Rhode Island Republican response to the governor's state of the state. So she says, I'm honored to present a response that will address major issues facing Rhode Islanders. There's so much economic uncertainty. The response will be broadcast directly after the speech on Rhode Island Capital Television. <laughs> uh, channel 10, Channel 12, and Channel 6. So there you go. Well, good. I'm glad for her. She is the Senate Minority Leader. She is considered a rising star. And that should be interesting. And it's a big spotlight for her. Gives her... Um, hmm. Let me just see this. Steph Machado, Judge Caprio was scheduled to be on the bench this week, but was not there this morning. Judge Lombardi covered for him. I don't know what to make about that. Um, but let's get to, um, I want to get to some of the sound on the documents. Sound on the this document case, it's, as I said, it's not, the scandal's not getting less, it's getting bigger, as a matter of fact. So let's hear, I'll tell you, Mary Bruce, I think she's a solid reporter for ABC. Let's hear her report. It's only growing after more classified documents were found over the weekend at his Delaware home. And now this morning, the White House is firing back, accusing Republicans on the Hill of hypocrisy. Mr. President, are you President Biden isn't talking as questions grow over his handling of classified information. Mr. President, how do you think that the classified documents got into your boxes? A 
White House lawyer confirming over the weekend that five more pages of classified documents were found at Biden's Delaware home last Thursday. Classified material was first found in November in Biden's former private office in Washington. But sources say it was the discovery in December of documents in the garage of his Wilmington home that was the tipping point, prompting the attorney general to appoint a special counsel to investigate. Republicans in Congress have launched two investigations of their own. I think there's a lot of questions that uh, continue to raise and we want to get all the information possible. But the White House this morning is firing back at Republicans' demands, noting they've shown little interest in investigating Donald Trump's refusal to turn in over 100 pages of classified documents stored at Mar-a-Lago, saying House Republicans are playing politics in a shamelessly hypocritical attempt to attack President Biden. But while Trump refused to turn over documents for over a year, prompting a subpoena and eventually an FBI search warrant, Biden's lawyers say they are cooperating fully. But they've been tight-lipped publicly. Typically when a security investigation is being conducted, uh, the details of that investigation are not disclosed. This is to protect national security. Now, critics say this approach, though, raises real questions about transparency, with the White House still refusing to answer even some basic questions about all of this. And while they insist they are being fully cooperative with the special counsel, George, they are still declining to say whether they will comply with these Republican-led investigations on the Hill. Okay, Mary, thanks. Let's bring in our chief legal analyst, Danny Abrams. So let's talk about the next steps in the investigation. No, no search warrant yet. Will that come? I don't think so. I mean, so far, you do have cooperation. Remember, we're not talking about um, subpoenas or search warrants coming from Congress, right? We're talking about from the Department of Justice. I don't expect uh, them to, to go for a search warrant. Why? Look at what happened in the Trump case. You start with the National Archives. The National Archives reaches out and says, we want these documents. They negotiate. They feel like they can't get them. They hand the case over to the FBI. The FBI issues a subpoena. The FBI says, here are the documents that we want to get. The Trump team assures them, you now have all the documents. They get a tip that says, that's not true. That's when the search warrant comes into play in the Trump case. So even in the Trump case, they weren't going for a search warrant and anywhere near the outset of the investigation. Is it the same likely to hold for subpoenas? Subpoenas a little different. Um, is it possible they'll, they'll issue a subpoena? Sure. Uh, to simply say, look, we want to ensure that we have all the documents. You know, in a lot of cases, a grand jury will subpoena information, documents, etc., just to figure out where things are. In that case, uh, you might have people say, well, wh what did they do that deserved a subpoena? You may just see an effort to say, we want to just cover all our bases. So both the Trump and the Biden cases deal with classified documents in the wrong place. That's about where the similarities end. But will the fact that these documents have now been discovered impact the possible prosecution of President Trump? It shouldn't. Uh, the two cases should remain totally separate. But as a practical matter, you have to think that at least some of it is coming into play with regard to Attorney General Garland. Remember, each special counsel is supposed to do his own thing. And I think that they are. But when it comes to the decision-making about, okay, what do we do with all of this? What rests with the Attorney General? Exactly. In the end, both these special counsels are still reporting to, this, to Attorney General Garland. Yeah, thanks very much. I think he's very solid. I think Dean Ambridge is very solid. Listen to the White House a short time ago inside the Oval Office. Biden refuses to answer questions.
What a mess. Wow. Oh, boy. Keep moving. What a disaster. Yep. President Biden clearly not taking questions. Um, clearly not taking questions indeed. Well, folks, good afternoon on this sunny Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by It's My Health. Now, listen, on this sunny Tuesday, on this January 17th, you want to make sure you stay healthy. Contact Marie at It's My Health, 1099. Benden Road in Cumberland. Delicious herbs, uh, bulk herbs, teas, spices. Now, she also has vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. How about hemp and CBD products for yourself or for your pet? It's my health because it's your health. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, pop it and see the queen of health, Marie, at It's My Health. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 115. Now, again, coming up, 145 is when it's going to be the White House press briefing. So we'll at least be able to cover, I believe, the beginning of it. Although what normally happens is the White House press secretary, who's way in overhead, she starts off just kind of mentioning different things. And then is when the questions will come about the documents. I want to go back to. This is, in fact, former Governor Chris Christie. I thought he was right on the money making former prosecutor now making this argument about the documents. It is different, obviously, than the Trump case, but politically. Well, the, the political problem is the one that nobody's talked about yet, which is why did they wait to tell us? Yep. I mean, they knew this before midterms. Yeah, six days before. Right, six days before. So should they have come out and said, well, wait a minute, everybody? Well, of course. Well, well, if you're Joe Biden who says, I must be transparent, Donald Trump's not, the, you know, uh, he is irresponsible for having these in his home. And meanwhile, now he knows he's got a bunch in his home. And they didn't, I think the real interesting part of the special counsel investigation, more interesting than the documents themselves, because we don't know what they are right now, so we're only speculating, will be, who made that decision? Right. Ron Klain make that decision? Who made the decision not to disclose? Not to disclose. Did Ron Klain make the decision? Chief of staff. Did the president make the decision? Who made the decision to not tell the American people six days before an election? And if Donald Trump had not told people six days before an election, what would the conversation be about right now? I guarantee you it would be about cover-up. And so, as a former prosecutor... You know, it's not always the obvious thing. Well, well Trump did more than make a decision not to disclose. He made a decision not to respond. My point is, John, I'm not analogizing the two yeah. situations. What I'm saying is, if you substituted yep. President Trump yep. for President Biden That's right. in the Biden situation, there would be lots of people on the Democratic side who would be jumping yep. to the conclusion that Trump knew it, directed it, and should be held responsible for it. But I don't hear that about Biden now. And here's the problem. The problem is he withheld this from the American people for six days prior to a president a midterm election. And I don't know why and who made that decision. You know, those are all very, very. And again, folks, good afternoon at 117. Um, Chris Christie, I don't 
I don't know what he's going to be like as a candidate for president. He didn't do well in 2016. I I don't know. He certainly there's speculation he may run in 24. So we would know sometime this year. But he's he's really come into his role as a political analyst on ABC. And I think that what he's saying right there, that I had not heard a lot of other people frame it that way of exactly who who made who made the call on that. Somebody made the call on that. Right. Who 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 called the code red? Somebody called the code red. All right. I want to hear uh, Speaker McCarthy spoke this morning. Kevin McCarthy. And I want you to hear this right now. It's 118. You're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This is um, uh, Speaker Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. Here we go. I see from an aspect of how it's treated. And the one thing you always want yep. is um, fair justice in America. Right. So let's just put it on its premise. Right, Kevin. That, um, the past president, President Trump, had documents that he was his lawyers were talking with. The archives knew they were there. They actually asked to put another lock on it, so it was behind lock. At any time, they could have walked in and grabbed him. No, they had the FBI come and raid Mar-a-Lago. It was all public when it was taking place. They knew it was going. Now we have a current sitting president that had gone on 60 Minutes criticizing President Trump for what he's done. We had right. all the Democrats attacking. They even put a special counsel prosecutor to go after President Trump by this. Yep. Before the election, they found out President Biden had these documents, not under lock, a simple push of a button that could open a garage door that every American has and knows what happens when how people get robbed, mainly by going through a garage door it makes it quite easy. That's right. Prior to an election, they kept it secret. At no time did he get raided by the FBI. That's right. At no time did they come forward and say who was That's there right. could actually see these documents that are sitting in the garage behind a Corvette. Said it was, this is all we had, but we find time and time again. They put a special prosecutor only after other people raised the issue. But are the same amount of agents investigating this that are investigating President Trump? Is no. the same Good point, uh, Kevin. push behind it? It just does not seem fair. This nope. is why the American people get so upset and distrust their government yep. when they see that the law is not applied equally. That's right. And, and why is somebody doing this? Are they going after somebody because they politically disagree with them? They feel they're a political opponent? That's what's wrong in this system. And this is why there's such hypocrisy behind the Bidens. Once again, something big that comes forward prior to an election where they kind of keep it quiet, where the American public could actually have a say in it. Are you concerned that Trump actually had the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago? Look, I have concerns when any... Um, classified documents are anywhere outside. Look, I deal as a gang of eight inside a skiff. I don't take documents out of presidents different to bring forward. But the one thing I, I will say here, too, is a president who just left office is not the individuals who's packing up their boxes, who's not moving them. That's right. Um, so how much does he even know in that process and others? And did you have to have an FBI raided at any time the president would have lawyers provided it to them. But it's interesting in the raid of Mar-a-Lago, did they just go to where they knew the boxes already were? 
Or do they go through the former first lady's clothes? Do they go through his son's area? What have they done? They haven't even gone into the garage. They let some attorney do it for Biden. So it's not a fair process when you equalize this out. And that is what is wrong with the system. And is it right that Garland should even be in charge of this? Look, the House, we have a constitutional uh, responsibility to oversee this is Kevin the Justice Department. And that also means overseeing the special counsels. So we will look into both situations. So both investigations. Yes. 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 But, I mean, what do you think of the special counsel? Is he the right person for this job, or do you have concerns? Look, I, I don't know enough. It, it, it's just interesting to me when, when they select someone, they, they always have ties to someone else. They have a very big department there. Mm. I, I would want to make sure anytime you're going to deal with a situation as serious as this, um, that you can have some fresh eyes and, yep. and, and a non-bias. And right, I'm not Kevin. saying someone's biased, but it's just interesting to me that it seems like they've worked on cases before. It could be on one side or another how it comes out. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But I, I, I would just hope whatever comes forward, you want the American public to trust it. You know, that is uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And you know, I, I'm glad for him. And again, folks, good afternoon at 123. I, I'm glad simply be, think of what he went through to try to get to where he is. And now I think he's going to do just fine. And then they're dealing with the George Santos situation um, and whether or not he's going to be he's going to get seated on some committees. He does answer that. This is the guy from New York that has basically fabricated his entire biography. Uh, but Kevin says, no, he, he will. In fact, um, yeah, we'll take a look at him. We'll put him on. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of committee <laughs> he is. I don't understand who is running against George Santos. Let's see. Liam Ryan, 87, is a viral TikTok star. New Jersey grandpa. Surprises for all his grandkids. Wholesome gifts. That's funny. Um, I think the the... The situation with the documents is is clearly it's not only going away. I think it's I think if anything it's gonna it's getting worse and it's gonna get worse. They they absolutely don't they're not even sure they have them all right now, which is frightening. So but I think the way Chris Christie, I think he hit a bullseye with with what they should focus on which is who made the decision that we're we're not going to um we're not going to let anyone know right before the midterms i think that i think that's the key part of this whole thing um let's just see what else that's a bizarre story. The Nepal. Here we go. Let me just hear. This is the Today Show regarding the documents. Here we go. 
President Biden over his handling of classified material. The White House has acknowledged over the weekend that additional documents were found at his home in Delaware late last week. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker's got the latest. Kristen, good morning. Hi, Savannah. Good morning to you. That's right. The calls for answers and information growing louder this morning with Republicans demanding to see the visitor logs from President Biden's Delaware home. That's one of two locations where classified documents was found. The political fallout, Savannah, growing too, with key questions lingering, including why it took the White House months to reveal the recovered records. This morning, President Biden is facing growing calls for transparency from Republicans and even some Democrats amid the special counsel's investigation into his handling of classified documents after he left the Obama administration. The president ignored questions about the inquiry Monday, but pressure is mounting. After this weekend, the White House Counsel's Office said additional pages of classified documents were discovered inside the president's Delaware home. In response, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee asked the White House for visitor logs of his residence, citing national security concerns. But the White House and the Secret Service say they do not maintain visitor logs for the president's home because it's a private residence. A spokesman for the White House Counsel's office saying in a statement, like every president across decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal. A Secret Service spokesperson saying the agency does perform background checks on visitors who come into contact with the Bidens at both of their Delaware homes, but that those documents are only kept for a limited time. But Republicans still demanding more answers. The security cameras that remember the FBI when they raided Mar-a-Lago, did they do the same with Joe Biden? Yeah, and you know he has surveillance cameras there. I think we want to collect more of the data, more of the information. Are these all the documents? Are there more out there? It comes after about a dozen initially discovered at Mr. Biden's private office, including at least one document marked top secret, according to sources familiar with the matter. That followed by two batches discovered in Delaware, including inside his garage. What's not yet clear, the total number of classified records recovered. Now, three sources familiar with the matter tell NBC News President Biden is frustrated with the backlash and with his administration's response, which has left key questions unanswered. And just underscoring this point, the attorney general just appointed a special counsel to look into the matter. The White House saying it's fully cooperating. And of course, a special counsel has been appointed to look into former President Trump's handling of classified documents. As you'll recall, his Mar-a-Lago estate was searched late last year and more than 100 classified documents recovered there after he refused a request to turn over the materials to the National Archives. Now, according to multiple reports, the Justice Department is looking to interview people who searched Mr. Trump's properties last <laughs> All right, Kristen, welcome. Again, folks. Now, what I want to point out, and they're still not getting, I don't think, the attention that they deserve. But it was CBS that broke. It was CBS that broke the story. It was CBS News. They're the ones that broke the document story. The, the Biden people, the Biden administration, excuse me. They had, they seemingly, they they weren't going to come public with this. The whole reason why, in essence, that, that they were having to answer questions is simply because it was CBS 
they were the ones that broke the, the, the documents. But it is true that they contacted, you know, Garland. But, but prior to that, they had no... They had no interest in making sure people knew about it. I want to play. This is the piece that was this. Uh, and folks, it's 129. This was CBS um, this morning. Those documents marked classified at locations linked to President Biden and the serious questions they raise. Adriana Diaz looks into what exactly the term classified means and whether it really is common for pages like these to leave the White House. House Republicans want answers. We need to know who had access to those documents. Including a list of who visited President Biden's Wilmington home where five more pages marked classified were discovered last week. The White House Counsel's Office said in a statement that there are no logs, writing in part, like every president across decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal. Are these all the documents? Are there more out there? So far, roughly 20 classified documents have been found at Mr. Biden's home and former office that the White House says were immediately handed over to the National archives. In contrast, the FBI seized more than 100 documents from Mar-a-Lago in August after former President Donald Trump denied repeated requests to turn them all over. Presidents and vice presidents can take classified documents home with little accounting of what they have and where, says former acting CIA director Michael Morell. They're cut slack because of who they are. And I think that that's what has to end. Somebody needs to be put in charge of knowing what information has gone to the residents and making sure that that information comes back. Mary McCord, who oversaw the National Security Division at the Department of Justice, says the labeling is clear. Classified documents have markings on them so that they would be immediately identifiable as classified. There are three broad classification levels, confidential, secret, and top secret, depending on the risk the intelligence, if it gets out, poses to national security. The levels are indicated on cover pages like these from the Mar-a-Lago seizure and on the top and bottom of each page as shown in this mock-up. And there's a wide range of what can be considered classified. We're talking about military intelligence. We're talking about human sources. We're talking about nuclear-related material. I think what is key here is less about what types of things can be secret and more about the harm that these things would cause to national security if they were disclosed. Under the Presidential Records Act, what is supposed to happen at the end of an administration is all government documents belonging to a president or vice president, whether they're classified or not, are supposed to go to the National Archives. So one of the key questions the special counsel will have to determine here is why these documents weren't at the archives. You know, that, um, I, I think, folks, and again, good afternoon at 132. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This, um... <clears throat> I think of anything, the obvious, it, it seems clear to me that the country, the presidency, they need to reestablish. None of these documents should be floating around. I think they should also institute that, for instance, President Trump supposedly would say, this is pretty interesting. Can I, can I, can I keep this? And then he'd bring it up to the residents. I, I think the whole thing needs to be better looked at, revamped. They need to lock this down. So going forward, 
whether it's a vice president or a president, they, like this, this is crazy that all these documents are floating around and people they don't even know that they're there. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, competition shooting supplies. Remember, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, competition shooting supplies, whether it's firearms or accessories. Stop it and see John Francis. You can also find them on Facebook. Easy to get to, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Remember, you can also sell. You can either sell them directly to him or sell them on consignment. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop in and see our leader, John Francis. All right. Let me make sure I am up to speed. I told you about Limitless Outdoors. You can call them for a free quote based in Smithfield, 401-580-1852. I have been encouraging people to take advantage of a free consultation with our guy, Tommy Bryan. And Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. And remember, with Matthews Oil Company, call them today. Call Matthews Oil Company today. Hey, get your tank filled with Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. Now. If you would like to see Cranston PD Live, log on at depetro.com. But one, I'm not on Facebook. That's quite all right. Does not matter. You can uh, log on, and then we also have it on YouTube as well. So, in the story I mentioned of the shoplifting that they are looking for in Massachusetts, though, I'm pretty sure those two individuals. We're in Garden City on Friday night. We we showed up to Garden City. I was with Sergeant Corvesi. But unfortunately, they had gotten away. But we were there. We were there. And again, you could see it all uh, at Cranston PD Live. And it's right there, logged on. And then the links to the video is all there, what I meant. And in fact, at petro.com which of course is the um, the website so so this um in just about 10 minutes we'll we'll cover some of it if we can is this White House press briefing what I also want to stress to people and you're gonna notice I know people listen is there a media bias of course there's a media bias I mean I, that that much is, is definite but as we were discussing with Donna Perry earlier in the first hour, when the media feels that someone is not giving the full story, they're hiding something, or if they mislead them, whether it's Fox or whether it's CBS or whether it's NBC, whoever it is, if they feel that way, they're going to go after them very aggressively. And the media definitely feels that the Biden administration have not been not been forthcoming with them. So I believe you will you will get a far more aggressive approach and tone towards them than some people may have thought. By the way, I, I want to repeat Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz 
This is going to be a big night for her. She's going to deliver the Republican response to Governor McKee and his state of the state. So stage is set for McKee's first elected state of the state. Listen, all I want to hear is if, in fact, there's there's going to be some kind of uh, tax cuts. Anything. That's all he should be doing, by the way, with all the money they have. All right, I want to play again, by the way. President Biden trying to sing happy birthday and he decides for whatever reason to wing it (laughs) and he can't remember Martin Luther King III's wife's name totally forgot it and tried to just struggle through it and here's what it sounded like yesterday uh, including your wife uh, who I understand uh, wife birthday today birthday well, look, my wife has a rule in our oh, family. What's this? On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Oh, ready? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Here we go. Happy birthday, yeah. dear uh, Happy uh, birthday to Lava. you. Well, it's hell turning third. I love, I love that. Her name is Andrea Waters King, not Vava. Andrea Waters King. (laughs) Let me hear that one more time. Keep in mind, it's building up to happy birthday to Andrea. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to our family. Here we go. President Biden yesterday. Happy birthday to you, Andrea. Happy birthday to you, Andrea. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. Well, I love that. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you, Andrea. Happy birthday to you. It's Andrea. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Well, that is great. Andrea. Happy birthday to you, Andrea. Happy birthday to you, Andrea. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday to you. Well, it's hell turning 30, but... Hey, he's only the president of the United States. He's only the president of the United States. Some of the comments, I'd like to say happy birthday to Velvin as well. Velvin... Joe's train wreck. Well, the next train wreck coming is in five minutes. And they're going to be the White House press briefing. So the Providence Civic Center, by the way, turns 50 years old. 50 years old to the Providence Civic Center. I went there to a number of concerts. I've seen a lot of concerts. Right now it's 141. I think the first concert. Now, obviously, I went to PC games. We were different. I think the first concert I went to was the Beach Boys, but I saw a lot of acts there. I saw ACDC there. I saw Dire Straits there. I saw 
I mean, you go way back, like when it was still just the Civic Center. But I saw Frank Sinatra at the Civic Center. Um, the Cars. Tom Petty. I don't, I don't think U2 has ever played the Civic Center. I saw U2 at Brown. But Springsteen I saw there. I saw Springsteen on the River Tour at the Civic Center. I was in, Hendrick, in um, high school at Hendrickin, Bishop Hendrickin. Let's see. Uh, I mentioned the cars. I saw Van Halen at the Civic Center. Um, I think who else? The Clash. Hmm. Who'd, when I saw um, the Beach Boys, that's when it was, I, I was at St. Paul's School and um, I went, a friend of mine called me and I went with him and his sister, I think. And uh, I remember it was, it was a little frightening when um, the lights went out, but pretty sure Beach Boys were my first concert when it was, in fact, the Civic Center. Now, I used to go there a lot for PC games in the 70s, for a lot of PC basketball games in the 70s. I'm trying to think, was there any other occasion? I think we went to the circus one time there. Um, think. That's about it. Now, since then, obviously, I've seen so many different shows. But that was... Um, the beginning of the Civic Center was Marvin Barnes and Ernie, that PC basketball team, that they were the ones that really got the Civic Center going. So the the Civic Center is 50 years old, then it became the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and now it's the AMP, Amica Mutual Pavilion. So there you go. Um Everyone's still talking about the kicker last night. That was amazing to watch with the Dallas Cowboys. The uh, the guy missing the extra points. That was uh, yeah. That was that was pretty amazing to see. Um, someone on the big stage miss so many shots like that. Let's see. ABC News announces Rachel Scott promoted a senior congressional correspondent. I see her quite a bit, and then she's also on this week with Stephanopoulos. Let's see. Now, White House Press Secretary, going to be starting soon. Disinformation is the most accidental challenge we're grappling with as a society. This is a panel going on Basically right now. Every other Let me hear this. Talk from the newsroom and the, the news publishing perspective, and then we'll work our way toward uh, some of the uh, political uh, parts of the conversation. Uh, how does this discussion of disinformation relate to everything else happening here today in Davos? Um, well, first, uh, thanks for having me as, as part of this conversation. As you can imagine, this is something I really care deeply about. So I, th- I think if you look at, at um, this question of disinformation, I think it maps basically to every other major challenge that we are grappling with as a society, and particularly the most existential among them. So disinformation and, and the broader set of 
misinformation, conspiracy, propaganda, clickbait, you know, the, the, the broader um, mix of bad information that's corrupting the information ecosystem. What it attacks is trust. And once you see trust decline, uh, what you then see um, is uh, societies start to fracture. And so you see people fracture along tribal lines and, um, and, uh, and you know, that immediately undermines pluralism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the undermining of pluralism is probably the most dangerous thing that can happen to a democracy. So I really, I think if, if you know, if you're spending this week thinking about the health of democracies and democratic erosion, I think it's really important to work your way back up to where this started. Uh, I don't agree with that, but it is, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. There, there's definitely a problem now where people don't know what to believe. They're not sure what to believe. I deal with this all the time. People send me articles that I I think my reaction is like, surely you don't, surely you don't believe that. Um... But but they, they do. And I think part of that plays in because people are just, they're unsure uh, what, to, what to believe. Let's see. Bathroom fight fueling Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Had some incredible detail. Fight they had in the Speaker's Lobby bathroom on the first day of Congress. Well, that's not good. They should all be on the same team. So tonight, President Trump, uh, excuse me, tonight, well, President Trump, I think, is watching with glee with what's happening with the documents in the Biden White House. But tonight, right now, at 147, I think um, tonight, I'll be curious to, I'm more interested to see State Senator Jessica De La Cruz deliver her Republican response. Then, in fact, to watch Governor McKee deliver his state of the state with all the clapping and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I think I'll just watch some of the highlights of it. I just I can't. It's just. um it's tough to get through. It's tough to get through. Um, in, in anything that he, in fact, is going to announce as far as tax cuts that they're cutting are all things that, that should have been cut a long time ago anyway. We shouldn't be paying. So so whatever he's going to move on, they're, they're still so late to the game here. The first thing that should happen should, in fact, be... Transgender owner of Miss Universe Sparks um, should, in fact, be the sales tax that we are such an outlier regarding where our tax is compared to Connecticut and Massachusetts. It, it should not be the way it is, which is significantly higher. But as as I have consistently mentioned, part of the reason for that is the fact that 
They don't approach things from a business level. Folks, this portion of the program at 149 on this Tuesday, and it's approached by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. I want to flash back to, this is Mary Bruce of ABC questioning the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, when pressed about the documents found at President Biden's Willington, uh, Willington, Delaware home. This is what it, this is what it sounded like. I just to make sure that our reporting is as accurate as possible. You know, the, the special counsel's, the White House counsel's uh, statement this morning said that documents were found in the president's Wilmington residence garage and in an adjacent room. But when the president mentioned this himself in person earlier, he said they were found in storage areas and in his personal library. So can you just clear this up? Which room, where were the documents actually found in his residence? Okay, so let me just step back because I know all of you will have a lot of questions. Uh, so I'll lay this out very clearly uh, and precisely. I don't want, clearly want to make sure no one is confused. As you just said, Mary, as soon as the president's lawyers found these documents, they immediately contacted archives and Department of Justice, as I've said many times already, to ensure that they were handled properly. The president has said this. We are being fully cooperative with the Department of Justice throughout this process as part of the president's lawyers look through the places where documents could have been stored and the council's office release, as you said, a statement explaining that. So I would refer you back to the statement. I don't have anything more to say, but that search was completed last night. And now this is in the hands of the Justice Department. So look, I want to be very prudent here, as I said yesterday, uh, as you all have reported over and over again. Uh, so uh, about any questions about this, any specifics, there's a review going on. Uh, and I would refer to Department of Justice or my colleagues in the council's office. But again, I'm just not going to go beyond what the president said. We just laid out uh, where we just laid out the process that was taken. It sounds like you're saying we should go off of the council's statement saying it was found in the garage in an adjacent room. I'm just saying... No, I'm just saying I'm not going to go beyond what the, pres- the president said. I'm not going to. I completely, I, Mary, I completely understand. I just want to be very careful because there is an ongoing uh, investigation. I want to be prudent here uh, and uh, make sure if you have any additional questions about where where things were found. Again, I refer you to the statement. I'm not going to go beyond what the president said. Uh. The president said Tuesday he was surprised to learn about the documents at the Penn Biden Center that he didn't know what was in these documents. He didn't sort of repeat that this morning about the documents found at his residence. So was he also surprised to learn that there were classified documents at his he, residence? And does he know any information about so what he again? He was surprised that the uh, that the documents uh, were there, and that is that is also in line with uh, what we what we shared this morning. And again, he takes this very seriously when it comes to classified information. Well, we when it tell. comes to uh, um, uh, classified documents. And again, it still stays the same. He was surprised that the records were found. Uh, he does not know what's in them. That has not changed. And again, his team, when they identified that they were uh, that they um, uh, that they were there, they immediately reached out to the archives, reached out to DOJ, just as they did last night, and and uh, as we have pretty much laid out uh, previously. And one more, just because much has been made of the, of the differences here between what you all have handled these these documents and the way that the former president handled documents that were taken from the White House. Uh, when the FBI went, the FBI, sorry, Garland said when the FBI went to the location being the president's residence, uh, 
and secured these documents. Did the FBI just retrieve documents or was there a search of the residence? Again, I'm just not going to go into the particulars or the specifics of what the Department of Justice did. I can speak to what we have done and what is already out there. We laid out a statement pretty extensively on Monday. We've been laid out a statement this morning on what was found last night. I'm just not going to go beyond. I would refer you to the Department of Justice to give you the specifics on that. She is. Can you imagine with right now with what the Biden White House is dealing with? And that is the person that they are putting forward to address all of this. I mean, uh, and and if they think that this is going to get better. Wow. Folks, good afternoon. It's 153. So big local news. Governor McKee will deliver his state of the state. Yawn. Tonight. And then State Senator Jessica De La Cruz will, in fact, um, deliver. Oh, wow. This is weak. So the White House brings in Steve Kerr and John Legend into the White House press briefing. Probably to try to just distract. So they're at the White House for some reason. That's why, but that, all all due respect, that's not what people are looking for here. What people want to know is what's the latest with the documents. I mean, it it begins and ends with that. And that was pretty remarkable earlier when President Biden had, I think, the Dutch prime minister was in the Oval Office. And as soon as they finished, all the media there exploded in asking questions. So right now, various reporters are tweeting out special guests at the briefing today. Basketball coach Steve. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's Steph Curry. Steph Curry. So it must be the Golden State Warriors are visiting the White House today. The Golden State Warriors. Someone had said a legend and I read it as some absolute legends. Okay. I thought they'd said that it was John Legend. There was no photo, just who was there. So Steph Curry, so which means, in fact, that, so the Golden State Warriors are having their um, opportunity to visit the White House. That's what's going on. So it looks like we are not going to get we are not going to be able to uh, tune in. But I still think it's, um, let's see, here's a piece. Biden team says it's completed a search locations files where they may have shipped. <laughs> so they're still looking for them. All right, let me hear this. Yeah. All right, this was a short time ago. This is Paula Reed. Uh, let me hear this. What is on the table here of what they could be looking for, given you know, they found these documents at these locations? Do they still have questions about whether there are more documents at other All places? Right. Hold on. Scratch that. Let's instead go to, I think they are picking up the White House press briefing right now. I believe. Hmm. Um. 
good luck in light of the scandal and everything that's happening right now. As I mentioned, I just think they're press person. Little bit in overhead. Yep. So Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and the rest of the Golden State Warriors. That's who, in fact, are, are at the White House. Still not going to. Still not going to distract. Let's see. Um. You know, it's, I mean, the debt ceiling is definitely something, okay, here we go, that they want to discuss. But the problem is everything just comes back to the documents, whether they like it or not. Let's dip into this a little bit. We have a couple minutes, 158. All right, this is the White House press briefing. And uh, this, uh, uh, the um, bipartisan uh, gun prevention bill that was signed this summer this the White House uh, just showed uh, the president's Kelly. commitment uh, to this issue. And as you all know, it continues. Uh, it doesn't stop uh, with that legislation. On Friday, it was reported that Republicans have so-called plan to prioritize payments if Congress fails to address the debt ceiling. So I want to be very, very clear here, as I have been, as the president has been, uh, this is not a plan. It is a recipe for economic catastrophe. As President Biden has made clear, Congress must deal with the debt limit and must do so without conditions. But congressional Republicans are threatening to hold the nation's full faith and credit, a mandate of the Constitution hostage to their demands to cut Social Security, to cut Medicare, and to cut Medicaid. Brinksmanship that threatens the global economy. Their latest idea is that rather than paying its bills, the United States should make payment to wealthy bondholders, including foreign investors, and stop payments for border security, again, it's 159. food safety, nursing homes, John DePietro, lunches, this is the White House FAA, press briefing. drug enforcement, and other programs Americans rely on She's trying to get out whatever she can get out day. until she's about to get hammered. The so-called prioritization scheme makes Republicans' priorities pretty clear, crystal clear, if I may add. They want to put wealthy bondholders. All right. Over enough over. of that foolishness. Listen, hey, enjoy this Tuesday. It's nice out. We are back uh, tomorrow. Be back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Governor McKee, State of the State, is tonight. And we'll, we'll, we'll do Facebook Live later. In- WNRI, Winsocket.